Welcome back to the Down to Earth podcast. Many of us strive to have healthy and glowing skin, but there is so much confusion out there with all of the new trends, skincare products in the marketplace, contradicting information, and questionable skincare ingredients. In this episode, I'm thrilled to be joined by Vipudi Aurora. Vipudi is an acclaimed skincare expert and beautypreneur. Fascinated by yoga and skincare from a very young age, she is a certified face yoga expert and has trained hundreds of individuals on the power of face yoga. Vibhuti is the founder of House of Beauty India, a skincare and wellness brand that sells a range of innovative products designed to support you in meeting your skincare goals. This is going to be a very insightful conversation. Here we go. Welcome to the Down to Earth podcast. We're your hosts, sibling duo, Jonathan and Lorena. In this podcast, we'll be spilling the tea on all things health and wellness related. This podcast is designed to motivate you to take care of your physical, mental, and spiritual health. We'll be bringing on doctors, healers, fitness experts, business leaders, and innovators. Thanks for joining us in our mission of making the world a healthier, happier, and a more down-to-earth place. Here we go. Hi, Vibhuti. How are you today? Very well. Thank you so much for having me. How are you doing? I'm doing well. I'm thrilled to be joined by you. Thank you so, so much for taking the time. I know you're on the opposite end of the world right now, but really looking forward to our conversation. Ditto that. The pleasure is all mine. Thank you. Of course. Well, I would love to get started by learning a little bit more about your background and what ultimately led you to this passion for skincare and to now helping so many people achieve glowing and amazing skin and health. So for me, uh, you know, it's always been a tussle between passion and education. Coming from a traditional Indian background, my parents only wanted me to be a lawyer, a doctor, or a, a finance chartered accountant. So I did study my MBA and did that tick mark upright. But what truly got me into, uh, you know, who I am today is when I moved from Dubai to India about 12 years ago, I suffered from an autoimmune skin condition called lupus. And uh, as with any other autoimmune, it can get chronic and life-threatening. Your cells attack your own body. And uh, there was nothing, uh, no, no doctor could actually cure me, at least not in India. And I went from pillow to post to most of the top dermatologists. That's where I resorted to yoga, to Ayurveda, started making my own ghee cream, you know, clarified butter cream to actually apply it onto my face to soothe myself. Long story short, lots of ups and downs, but that's where I actually stumbled upon eight exercises of face yoga in the Rig Veda, went to write my book, developed from eight to 200 today, and the rest is honestly history. <laughs> that's an incredible story, and I really commend you for taking a challenge that you were facing and not only overcoming it, which in itself is a huge accomplishment, but then also taking that and trying to help other people who are going through challenges as well, because you see so many people really have challenges with their skin. I think most people at a certain age, once you hit puberty, you start to experience challenges. But nowadays you hear of people who develop cystic acne even later in life. And I think there's a lot of reasons that could probably lead to that. But what are some of the biggest causes to disruptions in people's skin that you find? You know, the number one cause is stress and lifestyle related issues, because so stress, even at whether you're a teenager or you're an adult today within the age of social media, our mind is so distracted. We're consciously overly conscious or self-analyzing our own bodies. And that plays a pivotal role. Our coping mechanism, our cortisol is not good enough to cope up. And that's where you start seeing results first on your skin. I mean, issues first on your skin and then uh, are overall internally in your body as well. So that's where the real crux of the issues start or the root starts with. More so, all the food items that we eat today are not only adulterated, mixed, but, you know, in the 90s, when the plastic revolution truly came into being, at least in India, I guess, uh, internationally, it came somewhere in the late 80s. 
You know, the, the microplastics that all of us had in the last 20 years have given a lot of issues, a lot of cancer-causing agents. Suddenly, there is an awareness because the number of cases of all forms of cancer have increased. And when you go back today, direct medicine does not have a lot of solutions. But when a seeker truly goes in for an alternate medicine assistance, you realize that all of this was actually written way back in the Rig Veda, in the Bhagavad Gita, in the Ayurvedic documents where, you know, Charak Samhita. And, and for an educated individual such as yourself or myself, when you see the Western medicine and then you see the Eastern medicine and you're like, hey, wait a second. I never believed in Eastern medicine. I thought it's, it's not true or it's just gimmickry, quackery. But it is very, very real. Everything that the Western medicine is actually trying to do today, there is a solution. And that's where my true awakening came in to, uh, to you know, help people with the issues. So I digressed with your question a little bit, but... Uh... No, not, not at all. And I think you mentioned a really important point because I think nowadays a lot of people, if they do experience, you know, challenges with, with their skin, right? They might immediately go and get a facial, which could be great, right? I mean, externally taking care of your skin is incredibly important, but oftentimes your skin is telling you something that's going on internally. And if you don't deal with what's happening internally, nothing's going to really accomplish what it is that you're trying to accomplish externally. So you really do have to do that deep dive and figure out what's going on. Yeah. Also, I always tell people that, you know, with with face yoga, with Ayurveda, you're it's not just the beautification of the outside. You're actually helping your own self get two steps closer to your beauty wellness goal. Because you may come, uh, you know, you may look look for a solution for a skin issue, say a psoriasis or a eczema, for example, uh, which is far severe than cystic acne and cystic acne can be manageable. But when you are actually finding the solution, nobody tells you that you need to analyze your triggers. And, and the trigger could be as simple as a food allergy. Now, if you catch that food allergy much younger in life, overall, your not just your skin health, but your organ health and your overall immunity is going to be way stronger. So that self-analysis is equally important. Absolutely. I totally agree with you on that. And you did mention Ayurveda. And I think Ayurveda nowadays, thankfully, is becoming a bit more widespread and more and more people are hearing about it. But for those that have not, can you briefly explain Ayurveda and maybe a few principles that you think most people could probably apply to their life? So Ayurveda basically means rejuvenation. You are following the moon and the sun principle of living. And olden days when there was no technology, there was no electricity as well, you'd wake up at sunrise. There were certain basic principles of food item intakes that you know, you'll have curd or you'll have eggs only due when the sun is on overhead. So between 12 noon to 4 p.m. or 5 p.m. when the sun is at its peak because our body internally has the, the bacteria we can only absorb or digest the bacteria and overcome the bacteria which is prevalent in the egg or in the these are all fermented foods right or, or curd yogurt when when you there is enough heat around you or you have certain cold items cold food items during the summer months and you have hot items during the winter months these basic principles if you is is the core of ayurveda the core of ayurveda is divided into three parts so from a, from a body perspective bath pith and kapha all of us have these three elements they call the tridosha the tridosha is present in us it changes with the season it changes with the age when we were younger we could have more of a pith in us less of vat and very little cuff cuff is basically the fat depending on your lifestyle depending on your surroundings these levels go up and down and there is an optimum level that one is supposed to maintain for overall healthy living if you are uh, if you can take control of your own body and keep these levels optimal you will never fall sick you will never catch a simple flu you will never have fever in your life, uh, you know, let alone getting chronic diseases. And these basic principles of Ayurveda are basically to be followed. Simple, you know, third principle, if I have to elaborate, is Dincharya. Now, Dincharya, for, for example, is when you wake up, our bodies are meant to exercise in the morning for lymphatic drainage. Our bodies are meant to have a little bit of fat first with warm water 
first thing in the morning. Today, we are talking about it from a gut healing perspective. And that is where initially, when I mentioned of your Eastern medicine meeting, Western medicine uh, amalgamation, that's uh, that's what Ritucharya or Dincharya tell us, that activities which are to be done first thing in the morning and last thing at night are basically ways of how you live your life uh, long term. Yeah, and it really is a lifestyle, which I think, in general, when it comes to health and wellness, a lot of people might struggle with. It's not just like a one pill fits all. It really is a lifestyle. And you have to sort of embrace that lifestyle and take steps that are sustainable for you so that you could do it consistently. But it's not overnight type thing. It isn't. Ayurveda is, is, is not an overnight process at all because there are multiple factors. And the minute you start seeing, once you start balancing your Vatpit cuff, you'll be feel more energetic. You'll feel healthier. Your limbs will work better. Your muscle health will start to improve. And, uh, and then you'll just go in deeper to find out, okay, what next? How do I improve my mental state now it starts with the physical state moving on to the mental state you'll start sleeping better one principle internationally that you know we as indians don't do very well is eat an early supper internationally everybody eats meals at about you know the last meal at about seven o'clock seven seven thirty am i right uh typically yes not in miami miami everything starts a bit later so it's common to have a much later dinner but i try to eat an early supper i like to be eat done it. eating by seven seven thirty during the week and that is what Ayurveda also propagates, right? That an early meal. We as Indians, we don't eat before 9, 30, 10, <laughs> which is very, very late. So that's a lifestyle change we've adapted to negatively. Yeah. And uh, vis-a-vis what the literature actually states. If you start eating earlier, you, your mind will switch off faster. You will sleep better. So the insomnia issue, the anxiety issue, all the palpitation and the yeah. Instagramming that all of us do late at night will uh, will actually not happen because now your body is so drowsy. You're basically treating your body as, I wouldn't say as a machine, but a miracle machine. Yeah. Where you have certain principles and if you follow those principles, the body function will happen the way it's supposed to happen. Vis-a-vis we fighting it and trying to stay awake, trying to party, trying to do 10 things in a day or instead of, you know, five, if we're supposed to, we are only human. And that's what Ayurveda actually teaches you to be human. Yeah. And that's another thing, right? I think oftentimes if you're very strict about following a certain thing, it becomes stressful, which is not healthy either. Yeah. 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 You have to control your cortisol, right? You don't want a heart attack at 37. You definitely want to delay it or not have it at all. And that's the balance that uh, I feel Ayurveda truly brings. In fact, Ayurveda is, so balance, funny story, balance is yoga. Ayurveda is a sister concern of yoga. And that is where the word balance for both of them becomes synonymous, basically. Yeah, absolutely. And it's great to see how popular yoga has become in, you know, the culture here in America and in the fitness world. But I think something that has not become as widespread as it should is face yoga. And I know that you're an incredible leader in the face yoga movement. So I would love to learn a little bit more about face yoga, what it entails and how people could get started with it. Absolutely. So, you know, yoga is yoga. Face yoga is definitely a part of yoga because as I told you, Rig Veda has about eight traditional exercises. And for, for us as the educated sect, when I realized that there are so many side effects of Botox, of fillers, one aspect of it is treating issues, which are your psoriasis, eczemas, rosaceas, you know, apart from the skin conditions, also facial paralysis, facial stroking, tosses where one eye is smaller and so much more TMJ. And then there is the other aesthetic arm of facial yoga, where there, you know, you're looking at it as an alternative to Botox or fillers. But I'll take you two steps backwards. So when I am a yoga practitioner, when I was exercising and doing yoga and not using yoga as an exercise, but as a wellness technique, I realized that why should we, and parallelly, I was suffering from my facial autoimmune. Why should we not do something for the face? And if I just do, did those five poses, traditionally say the fish pose, it actually released there. You suck in your cheeks and then you really hold it for three minutes. Apart from the aesthetic purpose of it, it really started to release a lot of muscle tension on my face. So when I stopped doing it, I felt that my face was feeling heavier. And this was a similar sensation that you get when you exercise your body, right? When you're exercising, you are fit. You you feel motivated. But when you're not, the fatigue sets in. And that to counter 
act onto that fatigue, face yoga becomes the perfect supplementary technique. I took it a step further. So my House of Beauty India technique is a little special because it is not limited to face yoga poses. And that is one of the primary reasons why it shows drastic results onto each individual's faces is it not only exercises the 57 plus muscles, it has acupressure involved. It has a little bit of facial stretching involved. So I call it my five rule principle, where rule one is facial stretching or oil application, because without oil, you cannot do face yoga. Part two is your facial cardio or your facial exercise. So when you exercise your body, you're actually toning each and every muscle. And there is a face yoga exercise for each and every muscle of your face. And that comes in the cardio section. Then you move on to traditional face yoga poses, which is holding a pose. So in yoga or face yoga, each pose is supposed to be held between 30 seconds to start with and three minutes as a maximum for you to get the advantage out of it. If you hold it more than three minutes, it's too much and you're going to face fatigue as well. So that's where the balance of yoga kicks in. Part four is a is your acupressure point press. So when you are pressing certain points of your hands, or your feet, they are directly connected to your nervous system, your parasympathetic system, and they initiate organ healing. The face actually replicates exactly the same acupressure points, which are closest. So these points are basically giving neuro signals for the brain to send in cells uh, onto certain organs to start repair. Of course, these cells travel at a speed of light, but the face is the closest to your brain. So why not use that to activate the neurostimulation of your brain? And that is why step four acupressure is a very important part of my technique. While you're doing all of these, step five becomes the obvious, which is a cool down. Now, these muscles are super tiny, just like you cool down and relax in pranayama oxygenation for your face is equally important and that is where the cool down comes into being so that in case you did overdid an exercise or you did some face yoga pose incorrectly the muscle will not go into a spasm so there will be no negative effect onto the face and the stab stabilization comes in and sets in so that is face yoga for you <laughs> that's fascinating i definitely want start it. I've never done face yoga besides a few of like the poses that you showed. I definitely want to start doing it. Where could people learn it? Do you have an online tutorial? Do you have a book? I know you said you wrote a few books. Where are the best places to start learning face yoga? So I have an app called Face Yogi. People okay. can learn face yoga on my app. I have certified over 150 teachers globally. I have a lot of teachers in the US as well wow. who are teaching my techniques. So, you know, they, they're available. On House of Beauty India's uh, website, we have a full face yoga tab. We have different online real-time classes where people can learn it. We also give e-learning certifications. I personally take a lot of classes. And then there is e-learning on my app, which is via self-recorded sessions because people get really confused between online learning and e-learning. So online learning is where the human is actually teaching you one-on-one. -on -one, and then you have the recorded videos or e-learning via pre-recorded videos in your own time. So we have all of these options available for anybody who's who's a seeker, as I like to call it. Absolutely. And then I think for a lot of people, when they hear of something new to add to their routine, that sounds amazing and promising, but perhaps they already lead a really busy life. They're like, well, how am I going to have time to fit that in? So on average, how much time per day do you recommend that people allocate towards their face yoga if they want to see improvements, right? I know you mentioned that it could be a supplement to Botox and filler, which of course has become very popular, I think globally, but has a lot of potential toxic negative health implications. So how many minutes or hours or time during the day does it really take to see the results? So my signature technique, which I call the Vibhuti massage, actually takes only 60 seconds, one minute. It is an AM and PM routine. So you, you, you can do it in the morning with facial oil and you can do it uh, with your skincare products in the evening before bed. And then the whole five-step routine that I just explained to you takes about 15 minutes. And I propagate that you do it only three times a week, no more, because these facial muscles need relaxation. You know, we are working on soft tissue inflammation at some point in time as well. So they need that much time to heal and recover. Within the first 
21 days of an individual doing this, they see positive results about 20 to 30 percent. And I always say, take a picture of your face to start with and take a picture of your face on the 21st day, because this is your own motivation to keep you going for the next three months. And within three months, you'll see such a drastic change that there'll be no looking back. Wow. That's incredible. It's good to hear that there's a healthy, natural alternative to, I think for a lot of people, as they get older, there is that stress of aging. Not that there should be, right? Getting older is a blessing. It's an accomplishment. But I think, you know, in the aesthetics world, it typically, I think, leads to a lot of stress, especially for, I think, a lot of females, males nowadays as well. But knowing that there is a health-focused approach that could combat signs of aging on the face, I think will, will be really positive for a lot of people to hear. Absolutely, because face yoga uh, cannot stall or nothing, even Botox and fillers, to be very honest, can stall aging. We can only help you age gracefully and look about five years younger. I recently saw Ariana Grande's interview where she's talking about the fact that how she did Botox and fillers and now she's out of it because of the side effects. And she's embracing aging when these young leaders are actually embracing aging and saying that, I want to enjoy my smile lines. I want to enjoy that one odd crow's feet line when I smile because it also shows the experience that I have as long as it looks graceful. Yeah, it's a hundred percent true. And I think for a lot of people who don't see it through that lens and get a lot of work done, especially at a younger age, I always say sometimes that's almost like the new old, right? People end up looking a lot older than they might be because of all that work. So sometimes it does the opposite of what people are really intending to do with all those those treatments and that work. Absolutely. And not and it's not just about how you look. It is also the the number of side effects that we're seeing. It is a massive carcinogen. It has started giving a lot of facial paralysis issues to you know, so many people, the knowledge, I mean, not everybody has the access to a good medical practitioner. So there is definitely a lot of uh, wrong dissemination of knowledge. There are so many mishaps that happen in the interim. And that's where a natural alternative, you have nothing to lose, right? Zero side effects becomes a massive gain. Now, I'd love to speak with you about skincare products because in the US, there's just a plethora of new products coming out. And I'm always amazed because a lot of them are well-marketed, right? We live in the world of like influencer marketing and, and all of that. And so there's a lot of product coming out that from what I see contain really harmful ingredients and oftentimes really market themselves to like young girls and the younger generations and without realizing what they're applying on their skin or the parents buying it, not realizing what's in there, they're actually doing potentially a lot of a lot of bad for their body because your skin does absorb everything, right? I mean, it's almost like consuming something orally. You're, you're, you're ingesting it through your skin. Absolutely. No, very well said. It starts with the fact that A, today the knowledge is that is coming in is definitely uh, influenced incorrectly. The ethnicity or the authenticity, both of the information which is being transcribed is there's a lot of gray area over there. And then with the youngsters, they go for the packaging. They look at who's marketing it. And I feel as individuals, somewhere down the line, it is also our, our responsibility as parents to groom the child and tell the child to make a wise decision. Today, all of these children have access to internet and Google and chat GPT. How difficult is it to find out whether oxybenzone is good for you or eva benzene is good for you or not right we also and have apps now that you could scan a product and it gives you a score it it spots yeah. all those ingredients exactly so you know when uh, when children or teenagers are buying these and also i feel very responsible when companies are actually marketing it it is such a small cost difference it is more about a mindset change where uh, People don't want to change their mind. I'll give, you, I'll give you an example here. Retinol has become so famous. Everybody today is on retinol, whether you need it or you do not need it. Nobody is even talking about the fact that there is bakuchi oil, which is the plant-based alternative, super affordable, equivalent to retinol available that you could use. Or then there is Revenage, which is eco-certified France Cosmos approved ingredient, which is a little more expensive 
but as effective with zero side effects to wear retinol and all of these creams don't come uh, don't come cheap so whether you're buying the retinol off the counter or you are buying bakuchi oil it actually averages out bakuchi oil might just be a little more cheaper than retinol but the awareness has not come in and the side effects today as a 20 year old you're trying to use retinol for your cystic acne marks uh, but you're not realizing that 10 years later this is going to give you photosensitivity it's going to give you pigmentation it's going to give you melasma it's going to give you skin cancer and then this is this is from the brand perspective or the education perspective of the companies such as all of ours that we need to put the right knowledge out there and and from an individual's perspective as well you know we buy things without taking the right guidance we we go to a dermatologist or a doctor a doctor will tell me tell us to use this for 3 weeks and come back and do we really go back in 3 weeks we see the results we continue using it uh, at least that's the culture or that's the trend here in india you never go back so then it ends up doing so much more harm overall in the long run when it was supposed to be just a short term solution A hundred percent, and I think another thing is somebody might buy a product because, like you mentioned, it's trending, right? Their friends are recommending it. They see it out there. They might apply it and either get redness from it or break out from it. But because they so badly want to sort of be within that sphere of everyone benefiting from it, they'll keep applying it. But your body is telling you this is not working for you, right? You shouldn't keep forcing it on. And with retinol, I had a friend the other day, a guy friend. He was like, "Do you use retinol? You should really start using retinol." I'm like. Why, like please explain why i'm not saying that i shouldn't i need to learn more but but what would make you he's like oh i started using it it's great for this and this and this and i'm like <laughs> it's it's wild that like there's just like you mentioned this whole movement of people using product that they don't even know what what the purpose of it is and they don't need it so but yeah like the fda has now banned you know retinol over the counter at least in the uk so anything over 0.3% is now not going to be available by the end of 2023 so it's good that these movements are finally happening yeah. someone has to take the onus of it yeah. and then the awareness shall follow definitely i also find that people i think a lot of it is also just the age we live in with social media with a lot of distraction i think people get bored very quickly right you might be on a skincare regimen and your skin might be flawless and there's no issues but just because you kind of get bored and want to try the latest and greatest you feel like you need to add something else or swap something out but if it's working keep going with it right with it absolutely also uh, also the, the whole trend culture as as you did say you know it's not just influencers who are influencing us it's also our friends so if she's buying it i'm at the mall i'm going to get tempted and say hey let me try it out without realizing her skin her genetics her eating habits her lifestyle can be so much different than mine so it's it's not like the same black t-shirt fits everyone the same way right absolutely 100% now when it comes to skincare i know you sell wonderful skincare products so i would love to hear from you what kind of protocol you typically recommend because nowadays you know we we have people that are promoting like a 10 scare 10 step skincare routine which i think for some people is overwhelming so what kind of order do you follow and what do you recommend for most people so to be very honest i divide my client base into two categories one is the minimalist the lazy individual who's saying i'm okay i definitely want to slow down aging but i cannot do a 10 step regime and it's not my priority in life because knowing what your priorities are is equally important for them i say okay in that case you have a great face wash or a cleanser depending on your skin type and you have a facial oil and of course a sunscreen to follow and this three step approach should suffice because the same oil facial oil especially in india we we you know we have the kumkumadi oil or the blue lotus saffron oil which is an ayurvedic recipe of 28 herbs is very very famous so the same oil can be used as a double cleansing regime if you've had too much makeup or you've sweat a lot followed by a face wash and then you can use the same oil to massage your face let it be and if you step out use your sunscreen now that is my step 1 for the minimalist or that is my routine for the minimalist for the individual who likes to go all in with your skin care and in my book i call is call this individual client type e because she's 
She's the one who owns a jade roller. She has all of the products, the leading brands of the world, is always seeking for more, has the perfect nose, but wants that little bit of a chisel here and there. For that individual, of course, there is that whole elaborate eight-step Indian regime, as I'd like to coin it. And that has your Kansa wand, which is an Ayurvedic tool to balance the acidity levels of your body followed by your face wash, toners, serums, eye creams, day cream, night cream. And then you could also do a face yoga massage, whether with your hands or a tool for lymphatic drainage, facelifting, whatever your issue would be. And then that part is obviously customized depending on who's sitting in front or what you're doing. On my website, what we've done is we've had this, we've put this quiz. So if you are client type E who wants it all, Go in, put in your issues and the entire step-by-step step will come up and then you have it. Add to cart, easy peasy. But for those who uh, who don't want it, one face oil and a face wash should suffice. Okay, very good to know. And I know you mentioned face tools. Where do those come in? Because those have become very popular, right? With like gua sha and like you mentioned the jade roller and people will ice the jade roller. Are you a fan of those of those tools? And do you think that they could you know be used within this routine for, for some great benefits? Definitely. So if you are looking at the ice facial, dunking your face into ice can sometimes lead to an ice burn. Now, if you have an ice roller handy, it's less messy. It definitely helps out. Cupping is there uh, is another alternative. So facial cupping is also used. Body cups are used for so many issues, whether it's blood pressure, whether it's diabetes, whether it's hereditary cholesterol issues. The same vacuum cups are actually used with a little lesser suction for facelifting. That is something that face yoga with hands can never achieve. So getting the right tools does help. Kansa, gua sha's. So for us, we actually manufacture our own tools here in India, right? And these are, these are being manufactured for years. Of course, the jade rollers are all Eastern medicine. They're coming in much later. But they're very similar in their approach, whether you're using a Kansa or you're using a jade roller. Can you get an get a full facelift with a jade roller? Maybe not. Can you get some sort of movement? It's it's like you can't get a six-pack ab by just walking your 10,000 steps every day. But will it give you some sort of fitness to, to somebody who's sitting 10 hours a day and not doing anything? Definitely. So it depends on what, what you're looking at. Cancer, on the contrary, is is very, very important tool because not only does it help you aesthetically, it actually balances your vatpit cuff internally. So when you are massaging with the tool, your parasympathetic nervous system is at bay, your blood circulation or your circulatory system, your respiratory system, all of these are now in, in action. And you actually get a gray suit onto your face if your body is very, very acidic. So you get an instant sign that you need to have, whether it's an alkaline water, it is a probiotic food item to initiate gut healing. And that is where uh, Kansa becomes far superior than the jade roller on the block for me. That's good to know. This is the first time that I'm hearing about it. So definitely going to order one from your website. Sure. Sure. I'll send you one. Thank you. Thank you. Now, what what is typically your recommendation for like dark circles under the eyes? It's something I struggle with. I mean, I sleep very well. I have meticulous nutrition and hydration, but I think it's just something that I see a lot of it in my family. Is there something you recommend for that typically? Absolutely. So behind all of my bottles, what I've done is I have actually put QR codes. And this is my way of bringing skin tech to yoga or Ayurveda. You scan it and my face yoga tutorial comes up for your obviously apply your eye cream at night. And we use the best of the best creams. But what we don't realize is that these muscles need some circulation. These muscles need some massage. We forget that massage has only gotten popular in the last year, year and a half. I'm trying to propagate this idea since the past 10 years. So if you just massage your under eye, whether it's in a hook motion, it is via lymphatic drainage where you come all the way down, you lift, you will see a major, major reduction in your dark circles. Also, if uh, if there is a lot of color, you know, there's a lot of uh, pigment in your dark, dark circle, that means your iron levels are low and you need to start having spinach in your diet, have a spin iron supplement, boost those while doing the face yoga exercises and you will see a change there as well. Wonderful. 
Thank you for that insight. Now, you did mention that you have been trying to, you know, make this information more widespread for the last 10 years and that it really has only taken off in the last year, year and a half. So we do have a lot of listeners who are entrepreneurs. I'm an entrepreneur as well. So I'd love to hear a little bit about your journey as an entrepreneur, because from what I read, you really have introduced a lot of these principles to the skincare market in India, things that people weren't doing prior to, to you introducing it. So I'd love to hear a little bit about how the story and how you remain persistent and patient, even when it didn't initially like take off as maybe you had expected it to. Oh, trust me, it's not just the initial part. I, I cry almost every day. And I think those are ups and downs of your entrepreneurial journey, right? Nothing comes easy. So, uh, so yeah, there are challenges, but the motivation also needs to come from within. I started, so when I, when I moved here 12 years ago, I suffered from that autoimmune skin disorder. And that is where I started to heal myself. I realized that none of the doctors could help me. And one of the doctors said that I don't even know the life expectancy for you because it can get very very chronic. Don't look at how you how I look today. I've actually put my before and after on Face Yoga School India's page and House of Beauty's page where, you know, the whole chronic disease is out there. And at that point in time, you're newly wed. So, you know, I didn't know what to do. I literally resorted to everything. While doing that healing for myself, I read a lot of friends and family came up to me. They saw the change and you can't lie to your friends, right? They're like, my God, there's so much difference in your healing. I found out that 98% of issues, whether it is internal inflammation or skin inflammation, actually happen because of food-related items. I went and did my anti-allergy test. A bunch of allergens came up, found out that a very small trigger, which is capsicum and bell peppers, causes that reaction in my body for about two to three weeks to recover. And removing that has actually reduced it. So that is where the whole, uh, you know, of course, there's so much more. You transcribe so much data, you, you know, form your own method through trials and errors. But once I zeroed down on what the process was, I was on a mission that if this has happened to me at such a young age, there are so many women out there, I need to go and talk about it. I started my entrepreneurial journey in 2018 officially, unofficially about 14, 15, where I'd started helping through word of mouth. But my company, House of Beauty, was formed in 2018. I started with two oils, literally. And even before that, that clarified buttercream, just teaching people exercises, talking about how breath work can cleanse your body. One thing led to another today. We have, you know, the last five years have been amazing. We have over 120 products. I run a center here, a wellness center, where I have 30 plus facials and body treatments. So whether you have a knee replacement, you, are, you need a knee replacement operation, or you are going through varicose veins issues, you're going through certain partial paralysis of the face or the body. We have some solution for you over there. And and that's that's my journey. COVID really helped. I would say all of us are entrepreneurs because somewhere we were behind the scenes. The digital world. I start. I was talking about it, but I was talking about it in uh, close quarters, behind closed doors. Instagram gave us that boost and the confidence to go all out, talk about it, make your mistakes. That's okay. It's just a verbal mistake, right? That you're making or stumbling. But that is one of the reasons where you are connected with me today, or entrepreneurs such as ourselves are connected with so many people globally and while COVID was not good but it did help D2C brands actually spread the awareness in the wellness industry people got conscious and today I would definitely give that the credit that is due. Absolutely and you also took that time to learn about the changes going on and how you could cater your business to that. I think different people use that time differently. Some people use it as a time to just rest or maybe not really focus on new things and others. And something that I have seen a lot from the wellness world is a lot of us did learn about, you know, the the new growing, you know, digital age and how we could maybe adapt our businesses to that in the hopes of helping more people. Absolutely. I, I know innovated so many products in the during COVID. So we we as a company launched a under mask breathing spray. 
you know, because a lot of people were getting rashes, cystic acne, especially doctors and air hostesses who were wearing the mask for pro prolonged hours. That was our natural spray helped oxygenation. We launched a cold and flu kit, a set of three oils or a mind relaxing kit. With like the digital age, really adapting your business to that. And like you mentioned, it's it's having the patience and having the persistence when you really create something that you believe in, especially when you've seen the benefits from it firsthand. I think it gives you that fuel to really try to get it out there at a, at a larger scale. Yeah, yeah. I, I strongly believe a job only pays you money, but a passion truly gets you where you're meant to be. And that empathy, that connect gives you the power. I don't even know where you start innovating, how your brain thinks and how you put two and two together. I really have no answer to that. But it just happens. You just yeah. have to be in the in the zone yeah. to do. Yeah, you have to be in alignment and you have to listen to your intuition and then somehow it all clicks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's, that's something that I want all the entrepreneurs to, you know, never deter or doubt yourself. Just do, just follow the act and everything will follow at some point in time. At least that, that's what I believe in. I'm still hoping for my big win. So, yes. uh, so we're all stuck in there. <laughs> for sure, for sure. We'll be cheering for you. Now, um, we mentioned food a lot and nutrition a lot in our conversation. So I would love to to get a little insight into what your diet looks like these days and some staples in, in your daily nutrition intake. We'd love to learn a little more. Absolutely. So I, I do follow the Ayurvedic principle of food intake. My, uh, you know, cleansing changes in summer months with always winter months. Right now we're going through autumn here. It's neither too cold nor too hot. In the mornings, I actually start with fat first. So I will have half a spoon of clarified butter with a glass of warm water. 20 minutes, take a break, need my coffee. So I, I you know, that's that's one of my vices. 20 minutes later, I'll have my coffee followed by what I like to call a, a vitamin C shock treatment to my body. So when, I, when, when I'm sitting down for breakfast, I'll have a gooseberry amla, as you call it, turmeric. Love amla. I love amla. Yeah. <laughs> so I'll have an amla shot, followed by a half a glass of orange juice. Now, if you can have the whole orange, brilliant, but I'm always on the go. So I prefer the juice with some papaya. So three-step vitamin C. And that's my breakfast. Once I'm at work, if need be, I'll have a green tea with a slice of lime. If not, I could skip that. Lunch is pretty wholesome for me. I try to include curd rice. Yogurt and rice is actually a probiotic. And midday, you do feel a little acidic, especially when you're engrossed in a busy day. So I like to have that. I have hummus almost every day which is chickpeas and tahina because it's great for collagen boosting. And I am in the skincare industry at the end of the day. So, you know, a lot of it is also how you look. If if I look a certain way, like we started, there are influencers with not so good skin, but promoting products. So you have to help yourself first to help others. That with carrots and then the traditional meal, it'll be, it can be dal, it can be sabzi. I try to have very little gluten. So I'm more of a rice eater nowadays, although I am from North India. So North India believes in the opposite. We are wheat eaters. So that's a little change I'm bringing to my diet. Followed by early meals. So seven o'clock, I'll have my protein. I'll have my vegetables. No carbs there at all. If I do feel the need to munch later, I have fox nuts, which are makhanas. Very mm. famous as a healthy snack. So every time you have a craving to have chips and, and don't believe this diet, I do indulge I, and I'm a non-vegetarian. So I will have my chicken, I'll have my soup, I'll have my pumpkin soup, whatever. All of that becomes like a part of my dinner meal, which is more continental, holistic with seeds and quinoa and all of the mix. But when you feel, and I, and I'm, I don't believe in controlling cravings. So if I feel like having something sweet, I will go and have a piece of chocolate. Yeah. It need not be dark. I will not lie. <laughs> or uh, or if I do want to have chips, then, you know, I will, uh, I replace it with fox nuts. So makhanas are very, very healthy. They are a version of chestnuts, okay. but roasted. And then in India, you get peri-peri flavor. You get your cheese and onion flavor. You get... Oh, Salted Himalayan pink salt flavor. So it's literally replacing chips. And that's what I'll, uh, I I like to indulge in when you are on Netflix and you're on your munchies. That's, that's, that's my dinner. I'm not, uh, I'm not very big on dairy. 
because I do feel that dairy after a certain age is not needed in our lifestyle. And and then the diet will change depending on the season in a couple of months. So then it'll become a little more fat heavy, protein heavy because it will get really cold in uh, in Delhi and CR as well. And uh, and that's where I'll have my dates and I'll have my we have these dry fruits roasted in jaggery, which uh, which is like supposed to give a lot of heat to the body, but in a good way. So that's something we have. And it, and it helps a lot of women through period pain or menstrual cycle pain as well. So every this is something we we as women have been having since our younger days. Every time before your cycle mom would give us a little piece of dry fruit roasted in jaggery. And uh, that actually helps detox and cleanses all of the passages of your body. Wow. That's a great little tip right there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Very good. Well, everything you described sounds delicious. I'm going to have to fly to India and have a meal with you. I'm going to take you uh, for a butter chicken meal for sure then. That's uh, that's my indulgence over the weekend. <laughs> so, Amazing. Yes. Amazing. And then clearly you lead a really busy life, right? You're a mom, you're a businesswoman. What does your morning routine look like? I mean, I'm sure getting a, a great night's sleep every night is not always possible, but but what are some things throughout the day, whether it's meditating, mindfulness, what what sort of helps keep you on track? So in the morning, four days a week, I work out, you know, whether it's aerial yoga or boxing. Funny story, I'm learning boxing to perform better at my aerial yoga skills because it needs a lot of arm strength. And uh, (laughs) apart from the flexibility. Yeah, yeah. So that's something I've, I've, I've been doing religiously. And I keep changing my workout regime because I get bored very, very fast. Yoga, I use more towards the night, just before bed. Pranayamic asana techniques to actually meditate and detox and calm because that's my calming factor. My mornings are are working in the morning. I like to journal as well, and but I only do it like twice a week. I don't get the time. Pick up the phone, scan through all of your social media channels, scan through your emails, scan through your website accounts. I actually check each and every customer's order till date as an entrepreneur because at least wherever whenever possible and i and i do it more more often than not because it gives me a lot of first-hand data instead of relying just on ai what cities are ordering who's ordering what age group is ordering what are the combinations and that first-hand information in my alone time is very very productive to you know plan what to do with the team and what directions to give through the day as well. And then, and then once I'm at office, which is typically a little late for us in India, it's about 10.30. So three days a week, I'm from my, I work from my corporate office. Three days a week, I'm working from my wellness center where I'm meeting clients, talking to them, teaching face yoga, online classes. Typically wrap up at about 8, 8.30. So it's about 8.30 in the evening here today. And that's how I unwind. In between, I call my son to, you know, to my wellness center or my office. We spend a day, uh, an hour uh, there where I meet, talk to him. Sometimes I do school pickups, help him with his homework. So that's, we're doing gazillion things all through, pulled from all ends. That sounds like a very, very busy day, but I give you a lot of kudos for all that you get done in a day. Thank you so much. For sure. Now, a question that we love to ask on this podcast is if you could sit down and have tea with anyone dead or alive, who would it be and why? So honestly, for me, this has to be my mother because I feel we we take them for granted and uh, there's so much I have learned from my mother till date. She is my biggest cheerleader. Any business decision I need to, you know, she's my sounding board. I have to check with her. She's the one who will shout at me and ground me in a second as well and not even my husband has the ability to do so it has to be my mother that's a great answer and i could relate with a lot of the reasons that you said as well i'm going to toss this around who what would you answer it's actually interesting it always changes i think obviously my mom but i get to do that often thankfully it'd probably be my great-grandmother who i was very close with she's no longer here But she was incredibly close with us. She lived with us for many years while I was growing up. So yeah, probably her for sure. Lovely. lovely. In fact, I'm blessed that uh, you could spend so much quality time with your great grandparents. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I'm very fortunate that I was able to, thankfully. So yeah, listen, they still live on, right? They're still with us. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Now for anyone out there who's going to listen to this that wants to learn more about your work, potentially order your products, learn about face yoga, where are the best places to reach you at? And also, do you ship to the United States? We ship globally. So you can just order. In fact, we have a lot of our clients have given us testimonies that whether it's Australia or the States, four-day delivery, we're faster than any of the other uh, you know, companies available. Wow. And I take a lot of pride in it. Houseofbeautyindia.com, Face Yoga School India is where I'm available. I'm very active on my personal Instagram page as well. Vibhuti Arora underscore is what my page is. And yeah, anybody who's looking at reaching out a message, we're connected. Yeah, I, I typically take 10 to 12 hours to reply, but I think that's fast for someone fast. who's doing a lot of things. <laughs> yeah, that, that's fast, given everything else that you have going on. I commend you on all the work that you're doing. Really excited to start learning face yoga from you and applying it to my life and really looking forward to sharing all your wisdom with our audience. I'm sure there's a lot of great insight that they'll get from it to help them lead healthier and happier lives. Thank you so much. One uh, takeaway that I would give everybody is that in my entrepreneurial journey, I have found self-content uh, and that joy also I feel radiates on my face inside out. I think that's the energy I bring onto the table. So find your calling. If your business is not giving you that happiness or that content, that means it's not for you. Find that calling while you are doing so because we all need the money and we all need food on our plate. And I get that totally. But like like you're doing so many things, there'll be one of the businesses you'll be really passionate about. So once you get that inner content, God will help you. Uh, and I strongly believe in energy, not no idol worship. There is some energy around us which which pushes us constantly. So yeah. yeah. That's a beautiful message and I appreciate you sharing that and I agree and I think that when we're happy internally, you really do see that glow and you really do see it externally. So, you know, sometimes the best secret for beauty is to be happy with your life and to feel balanced. Absolutely. That's, 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 that's so beautiful that, you know, you've put together as well. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you. And again, you shared so much great information with me. I learned so much from this conversation. And typically when I learn something from it, then, you know, everyone else will learn a lot from it as well. So thank you so, so much for joining me. I'm glad we were finally able to make this happen. It was worth the wait. Thank you for joining me on my episode with Vibhuti. Wow. She shared so much great insight with me. I'm really excited to start doing face yoga and exploring a lot of the principles that she discussed. As always, if you have any questions, please email us at podcast at drinkdowntoearth.com or get in touch with us on Instagram at drinkdte. In the meantime, stay healthy and stay hydrated. Cheers. Now it's time for you to go out there and do at least one small thing to better your health today. Always choose to make your life a healthier, happier, and a more down-to-earth place. Until next time. Cheers to good health.